This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Adam Sandler filming a movie in the Guelph area. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? You're kidding me. You're kidding me. Are you kidding me? 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 Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Did you ever realize that Are You Kidding Me is Adam Sandler's Wow. <laughs> I do now. Is Owen Wilson wow is Are you kidding me? Yeah, we're we're not kidding you. Adam Sandler in the Guelph area creating quite the hubbub, stopping in at Milestones to have a meal the other day, taking pictures with the staff. Uh, people on social media posting pictures with Adam around town, the Alora area. They're they're doing some shooting up there and by all accounts, he's great with the fans, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I expect that from Adam Sandler. He seems like a very likable, down-to-earth guy. Posted a story about this on our Facebook page and asked about any celebrity encounters you may have had. And Neil Howell replied, Hey guys, Adam Sandler rented out my friend's work a few weeks ago. Now, we don't have many details. Like I don't know if he rented it out because he wanted to hang out there. Or if they needed it to shoot the movie that mm-hmm. he's shooting. But he sent a picture. Neil sent this picture. It's the upper right corner of a bathroom door. And somebody with a Sharpie has written, scribble, scribble. Kind of looks like it could say Adam Sandler. Little smiley face. Loves this bathroom. Adam Sandler loves this bathroom, somebody wrote on the door. Which but, is pretty cool if Adam Sandler actually wrote that, and pretty hilarious. Yeah, I never would have guessed that was Adam Sandler's autograph. It's hard to read. Google it, Jim. Because we got to do, we've, if we've learned anything from Pawn Stars, we got to authenticate the Oh, you the know signature. what, Taz? I happen to have an autograph guy. <laughs> Let me call him up Let's here. Let's call him in. Yeah, okay. Okay, Google Adam Sandler. Oh, I got it. I got it here. Autograph. Yeah, it is. Like the A, it's a big round A, and then the S has that loop at the bottom, and looks like he does do a smiley face on a lot of, he signs a lot of scripts, and they all have like a, a mangled smiley face right after Sandler. Right on. So it seems like it's, he's probably true. So I guess you could just send him a, a bill for the cleaning fee whenever you get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to send him a bill. Just start charging your friends $5 to take a dump on the same toilet that Adam <laughs> Sandler used. Can you believe it? Whoever thought. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. This is another celebrity encounter that uh, one of our listeners have had. Uh, Y108 listeners, Hamilton is such a hot spot now for shooting TV shows and movies. I'm surprised we didn't get more of these. But uh, Kevin... Says, Taz and Jim, I saw Jeff Goldblum downtown Hamilton at the Delta Bingo. <laughs> the slots? <laughs> bingo hall. Yeah, but there's slots there, too. Maybe he was playing bingo. I think there's a lot of, like, gaming machines there, too. I would uh, I, I would picture Goldblum as a bingo guy. <laughs> Ooh, oh, under the eye, B. Ooh. <laughs> Like he's kind of quirky like that, you know. Like, yeah, he'd like wear a fun school. hat. Yeah, he'd have he'd have his lucky charms sure, laid yeah. out in front of him. His rabbit's foot, mm-hmm. his troll doll. My he's, my my. He's got six different bingo dabbers. <laughs> Ooh ah. <laughs> I, I asked Kevin. I said, "What was he like?" He was amazing. So down to earth. That's good to hear. So Goldblum in Hamilton, Sandler in Guelph.
Do you like a good busker, Jim? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. I was in Detroit. So do I. I was in Detroit, uh, Billy Joel concert coming out. I saw this guy with a saxophone in the street, and I threw some money in the bucket. I'm like, Baker Street, and don't hold back. And this <laughs> guy went off. Let's see if we can hear this. Video on my phone. Yeah, buddy. That's good. He was incredible. And he was actually playing the saxophone, unlike some violinists who are wreaking havoc across the United States. Uh, people pretending to play violins for money, apparently a nationwide concern in the U.S. Yeah, I can I could see that because a lot of times they have like the amplified violin, right? So they will plug, make it look like the violin is plugged into a uh, a speaker. Yeah. But actually, there is a pre-recorded violin track coming out of the speaker, and they're just uh, finger syncing basically, Instead, not lip syncing, finger syncing, moving their fingers <laughs> and making it look like they're playing violin. That's so funny. I wonder how believable or how close is because how close do you really look when that guy's playing Baker Street? Are you looking at the fingering he's doing? You're just like you're just accepting it for reality, right? Yeah, you got a couple beverages in you. You're not yeah. paying that close of attention. But if you were a classically trained musician, you would know something was up. Yeah, it, like if you watch a movie and you're a musician, you probably it's probably one of those things that pulls you out of the movie if the, you can tell the person isn't actually playing the instrument. Yeah, like the chords are way off or something. So, <laughs> this has been going on in Michigan, Washington, D.C., Florida. Uh, they're thinking it may be like a traveling group of finger sinkers <laughs> who, are, who are going around the United States just popping up town to town uh, trying to make everyone think that they know how to play violin. Hmm. But people are catching on. Here is a woman who is confronting one of these fake violinists on the street. <laughs> What's my problem is that there's people that actually spend time to learn how to play the violin and you're standing here faking it, scamming people out of money. That's my problem. Like you're not playing the song at all. So, calling me a Karen for outing somebody that is fakely playing the violin. That's when we need Karens. Yeah, Karen serve their purpose every once in a while. Sometimes the manager needs a good talking to. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Love, inclusion. Uh, this is a step in the right direction, I think, here. Grand Theft Auto is getting its first ever playable female character. Hmm. It's is it like the time. main character? Yes. Haven't you always wanted to run around Vice City as a female running over gigolos? <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of prostitutes, sure, sure, or hiring them, you know, you could do that in the game too. <laughs> it's funny, Grand Theft Auto. It's like the most debaucherous, unpolitically correct video game of all time. Yeah, and now they're trying to become more politically correct. But how politically correct can they get without losing the allure of the game? Is that politically you, you correct, still, just putting a lady in there? You can still shoot random people. 
But is that what did they say? Hey, it's t- time. It time is up. It is time for a lady in Grand Theft Auto. Is that how Rockstar Games themselves are advertising, or is this what yeah. everybody's globbing onto it? No, well, this is. They also say that they are making an effort not to make jokes about marginalized groups. So in the past, so they're going to be a little more sensitive about uh, the jokes that are made in the game uh, and stereotypes that are made in the game. But you can still shoot people in the but face. But you can non-stop. still shoot. Yeah, that's not changing. Sticks and stones. <laughs> Jesus, people. You'll be able to play as a female, but don't worry. She will be able to shoot whoever she wants. <laughs> Run them over with her car. Uh-huh. Blow them up. I, I I think it would be insulting to women if they didn't make her as as violent as the men. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta keep it equal. For it's sure. gotta be equal. Yeah, uh, she'll be a Latina. And the storyline will be inspired by Bonnie and Clyde. That's what we know so far. Oh, so they're... Okay, because last game there's three playable characters. I got a feeling this might be two playable characters. Grand Theft Auto 6. Yeah. Yeah. Love story. That's kind of fun. <laughs> like natural born killers. Real love. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, I saw the picture you posted yesterday of your, your dog Murphy. Mm-hmm. Had the cone on. A little procedure at the vet? Yeah, she's uh, just over a year old, so it was uh, time to get her spayed. Um, so she went in on Tuesday, and uh, yeah, she, they put her under or whatever. They cut her belly. I don't really know what happens, but she's got like a six-inch... So you don't go in there no. holding her paw or anything Maybe like that? Maybe back in the day, but like with the, they're still on COVID protocol, I think. like You meet them outside, the, uh, the vet tech comes out, takes the dog on the leash inside. And the dog looks terrified. <laughs> it's funny because it's like watching your dog. The dog's like, "What? Where? Where's what my the owner?" Hell? This isn't the normal routine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's uh, got like a maybe it's not six inches, but she's got like maybe a four inch uh, cut on her belly. And it's all stitched up, so she's got the cone on as to not lick it or bite the stitches. And uh, oh, is that what the, I always wondered what the cone was for? What What else could it possibly be for? Focusing. <laughs> Like a horse blinder? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So she can't like jump up the jump up on the couch, which she normally does, or go up and down stairs. So she's a little. Uh... And the dog's got to run around, so she's got all this energy. We got her locked in the one bedroom, and that's where Sarah's been doing her work. And uh, yeah, so I'm hoping that it heals quick. I can take her out in the backyard, let her burn off some energy. I have a buddy who um, had to have an emergency circumcision as an adult. Mm-hmm. And the they doctor, gave him a cone too. They they put a cone on each of his hands <laughs> after the surgery. <laughs> that wasn't for focus, I'll tell you that. No, no, no you, you can't. You don't. You don't want to be playing <laughs> with like that. Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> Edward Cone Hands. <laughs> I I really do have a friend. We need to get him on the show. He had to have an emergency circumcision as an adult. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder if it fe- how much it feels different down there. You know what I mean? He he would be able to give perspective because yeah. the debate has been raging, which is better, you know, which feels better, sure. which is a better lifestyle. Uh, well, apparently, the when you're cirked, you're less sensitive. So maybe better for the wife because you're lasting longer, but not as good for the dude. Doesn't yeah, feel as good. I, we need to get him on. He said he would come on the show. He said if we can vo- alter his voice. <laughs> Darth Vader it up a little bit, deepen it. Well, I was thinking we'd make it really high. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys! <laughs> Nothing wrong 
here. All right, back to the dog. Anyway. Your, your dog's doing good. Murphy's all right. Yep. She had the puppy dog eyes going in the picture, but she's feeling good. She's, she's feeling good. getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. Yep, Bob Barker will be proud. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. If you're going to be doing some drinking on the weekend. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. You seem to be right on top of that one. Yep. Yep. There is a new anti-hangover pill that you might want to know about. Okay. Not available yet, Jim, in Canada, correct? That's true. It's in the UK, I believe, and it was made by a Swedish company, and it's a pre-drinking pill, so you don't take it when you're hungover. You got to plan ahead. You take it like before you start boozing. And there's other things that are similar to this that kind of work this way. It basically comes down to dehydration, which is one of the main reasons why you're hungover in the morning. So basically what this does is it's a probiotic that contains two gut-friendly bacterias. Okay. Uh, I can't pronounce them. They're in Latin. Coagulus coagulans doesn't matter. Uh, they're pr- produced from fermented rice bran, and this bacteria naturally breaks down alcohol into water and carbon dioxide. So the alcohol ex- itself breaks down to water to rehydrate you, if it works. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I feel like, like I've been around for a while, and there's been many a claim about hangover cures. And the only surefire way to not get hungover is to not drink. Oh, thanks, tips. <laughs> you don't need a condom if you're abstinent. <laughs> but I, I, you remember that TV show, Drunk History? Right. They get like yeah, the yeah, Canadian yeah. super hammered. I was listening to a, a podcast and they were talking about it, and everybody that goes on that show has this powder. They give them like a powder that they mix with water, and then you drink that before you start drinking. And it's also like a, a you know, like a secret formula. But there are things that do the same a thing. A preemptive strike of yeah. sorts. Well, if this is made out of. Uh, fermented rice brand. Why don't they just start making beer out of this stuff? You can make beer out of rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Budweiser, Bud Light's made out of rice. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you make it out of the stuff that doesn't get you hungover, <laughs> and just make a non-hangover beer so you don't have to plan ahead. Two hours. Oh, I think I'm going to have a beer in two hours. I better take my pills. <laughs> right? Yeah. Really. This is Nobel Peace Prize worthy. If we're onto something here. <laughs> well, let's contact the company over there in Sweden. See if they'll send us some samples. <laughs> sure, you wouldn't mind being a guinea pig on this one, yeah, huh? Absolutely. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Yesterday, we were talking about the story out of London, Ontario. A woman went on vacation. When she came home, she uh, was shocked to find that the city had shown up with uh, whippersnippers and lawnmowers and completely cut down her perennial garden, which was in between the sidewalk and the road. Many people have responded to us saying, hey, that's city property, so I don't know what this lady is complaining about. Uh, But she sure is getting a lot of press. The CBC has picked up the story. It's gone international. And we posted the story from the London Free Press yesterday on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. The majority of comments are people saying this woman should be completely outraged and how dare the city of London, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if people are actually clicking on the article and looking at what she qualifies as a garden. Because mm-hmm. it's indistinguishable from an abandoned home. Yes. It's, it's, there's not, no trim when it hits the sidewalk. It's like overgrown. It, it's not manicured by any stretch. It's unkept completely. Uh, 
I didn't even realize until we talked about this yesterday, talking about perennial gardens, the house next to mine, as I was pulling it yesterday, I'm like, oh, now that's how you do it. Beautiful, like their entire front yard is a perennial garden. But you wouldn't, but it didn't look like a mess, so you probably didn't like look over at exactly. it. Exactly. I've yeah. never even thought twice because it looks nice. Yeah. They take pride in it. They maintain it. Yeah, I've seen some in my neighborhood too, and it's like they have like a stone pathway that goes kind of through you it, got it, and it's uh, you know it looks like there's some effort put in. Um, yeah, some comments here when we post it are like, uh, normally I don't get serious here, but there's nothing funny about trespass and vandalism. Like, how hard are we going on these bylaw officers? They, it looked like it was grass. It was their property. They well, it trimmed looked like, it. It looked like weeds. It yeah, looked like yeah. overgrown weeds. If you walked by that house, you would be concerned that somebody died inside. True. You'd have to do a safety check. Do you'd a safety check. Ho- like, hey, uh, obviously nobody has done any yard work at this place since the uh, spring. Are you still alive? Yeah. yeah. Even more annoyingly, uh, somebody sent us a text when we were talking about it yesterday and said, listen, if you want your pristine lawn, you can be the first ones to starve when the bees are gone. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are pro-perennial garden. We're just, we think they should be relatively maintained and maybe even put in the backyard. It's a reasonable compromise for your neighbors. Put a little effort in. Yeah. You know? Uh, don't just use it as an excuse not to do any yard maintenance. Yeah. What do you think of this, Jim? I know you got a conspiracy mind. Kayla left us this comment. My conspiracy theory brain screams. The elite want pollinators to be endangered and extinct because they don't want us to be self-sustainable. They want us to rely on their chemical-tainted artificial substitute food supplies. If they make it harder for us to grow food by ridding the world of bees and other natural pollinators, this makes demands higher for their garbage food. They'll be able to afford expensive, healthy food that's grown in a greenhouse and pollinated by hired workers. So there's no need for them to worry about the collapse of the ecosystem. So the rich people will always be able to get their their veggies, Mm -hmm. their fruits and veggies. Everyone else will have to eat the garbage food. This is all part of a big conspiracy, and the city of London, Ontario, is involved. The The epicenter. (laughs) The guys driving around in those city trucks right now with the lawnmowers on the back, they're doing the work of the... uh, of big pollination. Guarantee they got fresh produce in the best of the back of that van too. I believe about 25% of the <laughs> I believe the government is screwing over farmers, but not through bees. I I I I've heard that the bee thing is kind of uh over um exaggerated a little bit. I think there was like a lot of uh fright that the bee population was going to be completely wiped out, but it's kind of leveled out and it's not as bad as it appeared to be 3 years ago. So I still think we should keep these, uh, you know, do what you can. Encourage, encourage yeah. pollination areas or whatever. But uh, I think there, there's definitely a compromise you can have with your neighborhood. I just think that if you're going to see a headline before you comment, click on the article, especially if there's pictures involved. Mm-hmm. Go look at this lady's what she is calling a garden before you run to her defense. Yeah, especially if you want to claim that she's been manicuring it and paying for flowers. It. Where do you buy milkweed? Is the question I have. Can you just buy milkweed? <laughs> that's a that's a weed. Again, it's in between the sidewalk and the road, right? <laughs> yeah. Read the article. Look at the pictures before you freak out and say this is the most outrageous thing. This ever. is the Taz and Jim podcast. We've been talking about some A-list celebrity encounters that our listeners have had. We're going to veer off from that 
into uh, a couple letters down the alphabet when it comes to celebrities. <laughs> Is this a e, e, e or an F list celebrity we're about to talk sure. about here? It's our very own Jim Kelly. We got this call. Somebody said they had a Jim Kelly-related celebrity encounter. Let's listen. I met somebody who knows somebody famous and told me about his childhood. And the girl was from Mitchell, Ontario. Uh-huh. And Uh-oh. I didn't get her name. But she said that uh, the guy would only eat bologna sandwiches when he was a kid. And peanut butter sandwiches, I think. And his mom had to take him to a dietitian because she was so worried that he wasn't getting... That's not true at all. Who told you that? I don't know. Someone saw that new Jim Kelly. I did eat bologna and peanut butter all the time. Well, I've always said, Jim, you are full of bologna. The dietitian thing is purely made up. Funny how stories spread, though. Maybe it was a dietitian or maybe a doctor or something said it. No, that's that's nonsense. (laughs) But they did say you ate bologna sandwiches and peanut butter. That's all you would eat. Didn't every kid only eat bologna? I was definitely a picky eater, and I've said it many times for sure. Um... (laughs) But yeah, there was no doctor involved. I didn't go to a psychologist to try to figure it out. Yeah, they go to a psychologist. They just gave me some Flintstone vitamins and we called it a wrap. Oh, there you go. Who who told you that? I can't say it. I don't even know them. I ran into a man. I ran into them out of bars. Well, it was probably a friend of mine. You know how stories go. It'd be funny because I want to. I want to. Not that I'm going to be. I'm obviously. Not you seem. Mad. You do seem upset. No, because I want to. Because I want to see if I actually <laughs> know them. If it's like a friend of mine, or it if it's a, like somebody I don't know. No, it wasn't. They just went. To, they just knew your family or something. Come on, tell me the name. What's the worst that could happen? I don't know the name. I never got it. it was some girl. Oh. So there's a there's a grain of truth though with the bologna sandwiches. You did eat a lot of bologna sandwiches. Yeah. Jim. Which is funny I'm by itself. Think, I don't know why you got to be like. I'm trying to think how they said they knew you. I'm trying to think. Mm. It was through your parents. <laughs> There's been a rumor circulating in your hometown that you eat nothing but bologna sandwiches. That's not a rumor. That's a fact. <laughs> Are you still addicted to bologna, Jim? No, no, no. I do love peanut butter toast, though. I That's Because I, I know I a great therapist that I could send you to and a nutritionist. <laughs> I think it's because we were talking about famous people and they said they were from Mitchell. And I'm like, oh, you know Jim Kelly then. Oh, yeah, right. he's great. I know him. He loves riding the baloney pony, I hear. But boy, oh, boy, that boy's going to get the diabetes. <laughs> he did say that they were very proud of you and how far you came from Mitchell. You're so famous now. Yeah. 45 minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, so the bar is set low, I guess, in Mitchell, Ontario. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> have a good one. Don't get upset, Jim. What I, do you mean? I don't know why you're, you're worked up about this. Worked book. up? In, in terms of skeletons you can have in your closet, loving bologna sandwiches is a pretty good one. Yeah, no, I should text my mom and ask her if she did take me to a dietitian. Maybe it happened before like my memories were formed. Weren't you a picky eater too? I don't know why you're getting a kick out of it. I was only picky because I had a lot of food allergies, oh, but okay. anything I wasn't allergic to, I would eat because I was just thankful I could eat <laughs> something. I see, okay. I got, maybe I did. I don't know. I, I, it's such a random rumor that maybe there is true. I should text my mom. I'm going to do it. <laughs> did you take me to a doctor because I would only eat bologna sandwiches? <laughs> I like that some random person might know more about my life than I do. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Talking about celebrity encounters, we have Adam Sandler in the Taz and Jim listening area. He's shooting a movie around Guelph. Being very courteous to fans and the residents of Guelph. Uh, there's another celeb who apparently has been in these parts this summer. Mm-hmm. It's a text from Jeremy. He says, Jesse Eisenberg 
was camping a few spots away from us at Willow Lake Campground here last week, just outside of Woodstock. His site was booked under his wife's name. He was there with her, her and their children. I didn't picture him for... That's the guy who played Mark Zuckerberg on the social network. And, yeah, Lex uh, Luthor. Lex, yeah, yeah. I didn't really picture him for an outdoorsman. Not the camping is the outdoorsiest thing you can do, but uh, good for him, I say. Yeah. Is that like a luxury camping resort, or...? Are there such a thing? <laughs> glamping. Was it, were they camping or were they glamping? Yeah, did they, just, did they do this for the gram? Willow Lake Campground. Or like, you know, as a celebrity, it's probably nice to not go to a Hilton in Vegas and like get pampered and just take a step back for a sec. And, yeah, you know, ground yourself. Things. Yeah. Be anonymous in the woods until some guy sees you and then calls a radio station. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like your average campground. Like it's a, it looks like a nice spot. Four and a half stars, you know? I, I'm curious to know because Jesse Eisenberg. Mini golf course. Well, that's nice. See, that's, that's luxury. <laughs> now it makes sense. But Jesse Eisenberg looks like a lot of guys. You know what I mean? Did this True. dude. Any skinny guy with curly hair. Yeah, did this dude talk to him? Or did he see him from a distance and say, oh, I think that's Jesse Eisenberg? Hmm. My, uh, my sister was working at a resort in northern Ontario when she was young, and they went into town to see a movie, and Mike Myers was sitting in front of her in the movie theater. Really? Yeah, and she said uh, she got the, he signed her movie ticket in the lobby. That's nice. Yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't a Mike Myers movie. It'd be weird if he was watching it by himself. I'd feel right. very sad for him. Uh, but he, she said he got into some old, like, beater car and drove away. I love that. Th- this guy who just, Jeremy, who talked about Jesse Eisenberg, says, uh, it's not a luxury place. They actually had a fairly small trailer. <laughs> so he's got a very modest trailer. I'm starting to think this wasn't Jesse Eisenberg after all. Did, did, so this dude's listening. Did, did you talk did to him? Did you talk to him? Was there confirmation that it was Jesse Eisenberg? Or could or did he just do like a magic trick, a card trick, and you're like, that's the guy from that magic movie. <laughs> yeah. He's playing Euchre. I think that's the guy from Now You See Me. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. Okay. We're looking for some sort of confirmation that it was Jesse Eisenberg camping in Woodstock. Jim, you're putting your hand up. We got an update. Jeremy says, yes, but also my girlfriend's daughter works there, and it's confirmed 100% it was him. It was Jesse Eisenberg camping in Woodstock. Love it. Welcome to Ontario. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. That is the sound that uh, you'll hear on Instagram when uh, Instagram influencers, I guess you call them, or, or models, when they are about to show their boobs off. Yeah, I call them uh, OnlyFans apprentices. <laughs> <laughs> so I made a terrible mistake, Jim. What? I clicked on one of these videos on Instagram uh-huh. about six months ago, and now... One of them. The only thing that's popping up on my Instagram is. It starts off like a girl will be wearing a robe or like a baggy T-shirt, and she'll kind of be pulling on the shirt during the to the rhythm, the cocking of the gun, mm-hmm. and then when the gun goes off, screen switches over to her. In a bra or a bathing suit top, jumping up and down. Yeah, but just for a split second. Split second at and the if end. You're, and if you're like, you might not even see. Sometimes you have to take a screenshot just to even see what happened. You got to time it. I don't know what you're talking no, about. What? I've what never done t- that. <laughs> I've never done that. Who has? 
Uh, but it's it's on on TikTok too. It's not just Instagram. It's like any of these like video YouTube shorts, everything. And there, it's there's a couple versions. There's another one that's like. <laughs> it does the same thing. They yeah. pop out of the shirt or whatever. The the the, the edit goes from wearing. Smash cut. Unrevealing clothing to wearing revealing clothing. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the trend. And there seems to be an endless supply of these videos that are popping up on my phone. Because they get 100,000 likes every time. And I, if I, I can no longer look at Instagram in public because I'll be scrolling down now and every... Yeah. Uh, My kid, I was out in the backyard sitting in a lawn chair looking at the phone, and my kid comes up behind me. He's like, Daddy, what are you looking at? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Rap videos. What? (laughs) Nothing. This is your cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Instagram is bad, and like I feel like I've been avoiding it. I'm doing well on Instagram, like kind of get my algorithm back on track, but TikTok is just nonstop. It's it's nonstop debauchery. How do I get rid of this? How do I how do I get these videos out of my timeline on Instagram? Do I just have to click on some other things to make them think that I'm no longer interested in <laughs> in the boob videos or yeah, just start click on more uh, sports highlights? I'm sure there's a way you could go into <laughs> settings and edit something like edit keywords out or something like that. Like maybe you could do that, but I'm uh-huh. not sure. Yeah, I wonder if the person who wrote this song had any idea when they were producing it what it would be used for. Yeah. Not gun violence. Not gun violence. Something completely different. So if it, if you're uh, in a room and you hear that noise from someone's phone, busted, you know exactly. <laughs> you know exactly what they're doing. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.